0: Hello, wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arkali, and this is today's Tech Briefing. Later in the program, I'll be speaking to Tawasif Khan and Nishant Mahatre, co-founders of AgStack Technologies, an agri-tech startup in indoor Madhya Pradesh, about their ongoing effort to build an integrated tech stack to help farmers with everything from farm preparation and inputs to finding the best buyers for their produce through their app called Gammaform That's after these headlines. India's EdTech sector, which got a big boost last year as schools and colleges went online due to the COVID pandemic, will continue to see strong growth according to Redseer, a consultancy. India's online higher education lifelong user base will grow at a compounded annual growth rate of 50% till 2025. Ritzier said in a newsletter on Monday. An important indicator of any industry remains the growth of its user base. In this case, the user base consists of the students and other categories including professionals with varying experiences and entrepreneurs among others. In India, it is expected to grow from 90 million individuals in FY20 to 133 million individuals by FY25. Paid users are expected to increase from 1.2% of the total user base to 8.1% by FY25, according to RedSeer. The Indian EdTech market is expected to grow tenfold over the next five years to reach $5 billion by 2025, RedSeer projects. EdTech will grow, grow driven by new reforms and an increase in public spending targeted at 6% of the nation's GDP. Relaxation in regulations, governing degrees, supply-side capacity gaps, need realization among students and professionals, and the transition to a credit system. Elon Musk continued with his market-moving tweets about Bitcoin on Sunday with one that seemed to agree with a comment by another Twitter user that the billionaire founder of Tesla would sell the company's holdings of the cryptocurrency. A user with the Twitter handle at Crypto wrote, Bitcoiners are going to slap themselves next quarter when they find out Tesla dumped the rest of their Bitcoin holdings. With the amount of hate at Elon Musk is getting, I wouldn't blame him. And Musk responded with an Indeed. Musk, who has nearly 55 million followers on Twitter, sent Bitcoin's price soaring in February after he tweeted that Tesla would accept the cryptocurrency for its electric cars. Last week, Reversed his stance on that, saying he was concerned with the environmental impact of the huge amounts of electricity guzzled by crypto activity around the world. That slashed off close to $10,000 from Bitcoin's price. TikTok, the video sharing social media app from China's ByteDance, is making a significant dent in Facebook's suite of products, according to data from research company AppFigures. TikTok, was the most downloaded app in april around the world with 52 million downloads across app store and google play the next three apps were instagram whatsapp and facebook in that order in may of 2020 downloads for facebook's flagship and light apps averaged around 15 million every week that's across both the app store and google play based on app figures estimates by june that number dropped to 13 million Fast forward to April 2021, and that number is roaming at run under 11 million. That's a drop of 23% over the last 12 months, AppFigure says on its website. Facebook, however, has been around longer and already has a much larger base of users. In 2020, it had 2.6 billion monthly active users, according to Backlinko, a search engine optimization consultancy, TikTok at 689 million monthly active users in April this year, according to Data Reportal, an internet market research company. Now, what is Twitter Blue? Well, app researcher Jane Munch Wong has uncovered details that suggest that Twitter Blue is a subscription plan or part of a tiered subscription plan that Twitter is working on, in which premium users would be charged about $3 a month in exchange for an ad-free experience. Subscription features could include the ability to undo a tweet and bookmark collections, according to a screenshot that Wong posted on her Twitter page. The tiered subscription plan could have more pricing tiers, Wong suggested. FYI, this Twitter blue screenshot is work in progress and not final, she wrote. Things like the name, pricing, feature set, etc. may change ahead of official launch, but I'm sure the feature set. Will grow as time goes," she tweeted. It's not known when Twitter expects to launch this subscription plan. Earlier this month, Twitter acquired Scroll, a $5 per month subscription service that removes ads from partnering websites. After buying Scroll, Twitter also said it would close down Nuzzle, a scroll service that sent users daily email roundups of the top stories in their Twitter feeds. Wong pointed out in a tweet, a blog post by Tony Hill the CEO of Scroll also confirmed that Twitter was working on a subscription plan. We'll be going into private beta as we integrate into a broader Twitter subscription later in the year, Hale had tweeted on May 4th when he announced that Twitter was acquiring Scroll. As smartphone penetration increases in rural India, Startups working in the field of agriculture and related supply chains are bringing more products and services to the farmer's field and to his doorstep. I spoke with Sausif Khan and Nishant Mahatre in Indore, Madhya Pradesh, about their startup AgStack Technologies, better known as Gramophone for their smartphone app, about how their bet that agriculture in India is on the cusp of an innovation led transformation. Here's what they said. Welcome welcome to the uh, show and thank you for making time. Can you, can you tell us a bit about how you started Grand uh, The Phone and the work that you started with, uh, what you've been able to do over the last uh, four and a half, five years?
1: First of all, thanks, uh, Hari, for having both of us over here. Uh, For the next couple of decades, if you look at it, then agriculture would change drastically. The way we do agriculture in India, uh, there will be incremental change and then there will be like change, which will be maybe very much, I would say, innovation-led. So I think we wanted to be part of that change and uh, create that change in itself. We really want to double the income of a farmer and that will need like from working both on the input side output side bringing everything together so that's the thought process and journey i think uh, uh, that we have come from uh, since the last like 10 15 years working in the same like space
0: nishant would you want to add, add anything in, in you know in terms of what you what you've been able to do uh, specifically at gramophone over the last few years
2: yeah, sure, absolutely. So uh, when we began in 2016, uh, we we were a very small company, like two to three member team. And since then, today we have grown to more than 350 member team. And uh, we have had Uh, We have, you know, increased uh, people, uh, farmers on our platform by, you know, 3x, 4x, every crop cycle. And uh, as things stand today, uh, we have around 7 lakh farmers on our platform. Uh, We have uh, people who engage with us uh, have generally seen an increase in productivity of 30 to 40%. And uh, in the... 30 to 40% of their output increase uh, from their uh, farm we started off from from agriculture inputs but uh, as things stand today we have also brought in uh, the output side of the agriculture value chain that is uh, the uh, the idea of giving getting farmer increasing his ability augmenting his ability to get the best possible price for his output so that's something that we have recently ventured into, uh, into, we call it ground via park. The approach has been to, you know, build an agriculture stack, a full stack services platform, because uh, what we thought that, you know, if you really want to solve the problem of the farmer, you would have to do a full stack because one problem is related to, very deeply related to another problem. And then if you don't solve for, if you solve for one, but you don't solve for another, it doesn't really give a holistic solution to the farmer and that's why even when we when we were you know incorporating we we named our you know the entity as agstack so the approach has been there for the for full stack and uh, we have uh, focused on input and now we are uh, you know moving to uh, the output side and we are on our way to develop a full stack platform for the for the farmers
0: mm. so the, the gramophone app is kind of at the heart of how the farmers connect with you right and
2: Gramophone app is a one stop shop uh, it's been conceptualized as a one stop shop for the uh, for all the needs that the farmer might have when it comes to growing of crops as well as selling of crops and uh, the the app has uh, various functionalities uh, uh, which are featured around You know, uh, what all information that farmer might need in his growing cycle right from, you know, even before the sowing, before from field preparation to every operation in the entire crop cycle, farmer can get his personalized access to information which is actionable on the app. Besides the app, we also have a toll free number and the person uh, receiving farmer's call is an agriculture, BSC agriculture executive who has a web version of our app. So people who have access to smartphone and are tech savvy can directly access the, the features, functionalities of the app. And those who don't can actually speak to a person who has a live version of, it, of, an app, of, of our app on their web, web platform. So that, w- that way, uh, we try to cater to the maximum number of people uh, in the agriculture uh, sector. And uh, if I talk about app development as well, like initially, there were, you know, features which were, we have linked diseases to crops and, you know, given a photographic uh, way to identify the symptoms and all. And as we have moved forward, we have brought in soil-related parameters and weather-related parameters as well in providing advisory to farmers. Just recently, we have also launched a program called super Fossil program where we have uh, you know provided soil testing personalized soil testing to farmers and based on that we have provided field level personalized advisory to farmers saving a lot on their costs and uh, impacting positively their inputs uh, their output as well.
0: As I understand, you uh, also are now increasing uh, you know, the amount of data analytics that you are able to do at your end and which would help you to feed back useful information to farmers.
1: I think data uh, has been the key like, uh, uh, to our process um, right from, from the beginning. Uh, so in the entire like, process, like Nishant uh, has uh, mentioned that uh, you've been part of the cropping cycle of the uh, farmer. We started with uh, uh, a platform which basically like provides agronomy intelligence to the farmer and then uh, help them to uh, procure uh, agri inputs like seeds, crop protection, crop prote- uh, nutrition and hardware from the platform. So now... All these things are a derivative of the information that we are giving uh, through our farm management like solution uh, as a diagnosis. Once the farmer gets in touch with us, uh, we have the cropping like history of the farmer for last like four years, at least Uh, each of the farmer, what they have grown, what is the total like land size, uh, where it is located. We have the history of what he has been uh, putting in the uh, ground. Uh, in terms of uh, seeds in terms of uh, uh, pesticides uh, or like uh, nutrition products Uh, then there is a demographic information about the farmer which is basically his general profile uh, uh, about uh, whether he has a smartphone does he have like some kind of tractor or equipments which he owns and then there is a a history which is basically uh, since the platform also has a community-led approach wherein there is a community section on the uh, application which is called as Gramsaba. Uh, so now there are people post their problems uh, uh, about their testing disease problems or in general anything that is happening around the rural like uh, life. So these are very direct like data points which are linked to a farmer as an entity. When we call us as a ag stack then that is one of the major like part of the stack which know which most of the people do not have because the re- way in which we have been working is direct to farmer from the beginning. And now I think the next layer from the platform in itself, what we have built is that in our farm management section, which we call as my farm or Meri Kheti in Hindi, there, there is a possibility of a farmer to basically geotag his field and geofence it as well. So now I think the second layer of information, which we are building right now is the remote sensing uh, information piece, where we can remotely monitor the piece of land, which the farmer has and provide a next level of advice. Which which is uh, uh, through uh, this kind of technology. So one is basically building the grounds up stack, which basically is one of the tougher problem to solve uh, because of this model where we uh, wanted to go direct to the farmer even when in 2016, a smartphone penetration was not that much. That has led to basically giving access to in like one particular district, we have more than 35% farmers register on our platform. So there's a huge pile of data, which is about the farmer, about his land uh, size, about what he is doing historically. And uh, second layer we are now adding. So now this data uh, uh, is consistently providing us feedback like loop in terms of what is working, what is not working. So I would say this is at a phase one point five types uh, where still there are a couple of phases which are which we have to go through to process it and now since access to the farmer is increasingly going uh, to the next level uh, because of smartphone penetration if you look at it. Today, in the rural areas, penetration of smartphone would be around 35-40%. Out of that, maybe 30% would be farmers or 25-30% would be farmers. So now, as number like increases, crosses 40%. Then I think the people who are interacting with us today over phone, uh, feature phone, that number, as soon as it crosses 40-50%, then I think access to more data and providing next level of analytics and personalized like advice to the farmer. That if there is a guy A nearby, what kind of practice he had, and then what is the outcome that the farmers over there with that kind of practices are getting. So I think that the next like step is to make the feedback loop even stronger. Uh, wherein implementation farmer is doing through our like mobile application or people on ground, we are able to basically take more feedback from the farmer and customize our like advice accordingly. So I think this is the next phase where we are entering right now that real-time data availability will be higher. In the last like, three, four years, years i would say we have been more building the foundations so that we can actually accelerate once there is connectivity problem is kind of like solved i feel like next six months to a year's point of time that inflection point in terms of connectivity will be solved which if you would look at the urban economy in the days Where in 2011, 12, 13, as soon as the internet penetration crossed around 150 million mark in urban areas and the broadband like started getting like settled, uh, then I think the major like change uh, in the urban like commerce and all started. While I think in the rural areas, we are getting into the same like cycle right now uh, today also. And here, I think the pace would be faster because uh, earlier smartphone in 2012-13 was still like a device even in urban area, which was expensive for people. That has become like pretty cheap right now for people for rural areas as well. There are various kinds of phone which people can get connected to fo- uh, over 4G. I think these are some of the things which we are seeing that data access. Would even like become stronger and then capability of startups like us to process it becomes next to the next level because you get more feedback from the ground i think which we was i would say in the phase one was missing because you had to manually do it that somebody has to call uh, to the farmer that what has happened at the end of the cropping season whether he has gotten like an extra productivity or his cost of cultivation has reduced you have to call him for that feedback or an ivr call has to go to a guy he has to say one or two press this that that becomes like a little challenging task for any like startup now with uh, once he uh, more than 30 40% of your people on platform have this smartphone application this loop with right nudges with right like uh, i think guidance a product like a led approach uh, is enabling us to collect more feedback from the farmer which is basically enhancing our capabilities to provide more customized like solution so i think that's where we are heading and that's where, how we are like looking at uh, this kind of journey right now
0: and uh, i read that you you know you've mapped uh, some 2.5 million acres of land which is fit for cultivation uh, can you explain what you mean by mapping this land and
1: how it helps you if i talk about the life cycle of a farmer on our platform so as a farmer could get in touch with us by installing the mobile application gramophone application or he meets our on ground staff which is uh, who is called as village representative they use another application called as uh, gram connect application which has all the features around registration of a farmer then management of his life cycle so it has entire farm management like features where he can like register the farmer take his land size and uh, geolocation of that particular guy same thing farmer himself can do through the farmer gramophone farmer like application if he basically not capable of doing it then he can meet our village representatives who uh, uh, typically are in a cluster of around 20 to 30 village. One guy would be there with this uh, Gram Connect smartphone application. Now, third thing he can do is through uh, by calling us uh, on the toll-free number. Then he gets the similar experience through our another platform, which is called as Gram Sala, uh, where the same like flow is maintained and over and above all these layers this is there is a processing layer which we call as crumb intel and through which which feeds the information into all these like platform uh, and uh, takes the feedback and then further processes it and gives it back to the farmer so from the journey of a farmer while he comes on our platform We take that data in terms of what land he is sowing uh, the crop on, total like quantity. And then what are the crops? Like if he has five acres of land, then on that five acres in Kharif season, farmer would tell us that uh, he has sown maybe like cotton as a crop on two acres then there is a different like land parcel which might be a little away from his uh, other piece of land on that he might have sown soybean and then one like acre which is left he might have done maybe corn or another crop so this is the data we are talking about that uh that 2.5 on an average land size in mp and central part of the country is around five acres uh the historical data of the farmers which basically talks about his land size his crop type is linked on the platform so i think that is what we are referring to when we are talking about the 2.5 million acres land like register on our platform
0: nishant you mentioned uh, gram vyapar earlier on when we were talking uh, basically the idea is that
2: you know um, it is a platform where farmers and so basically buyers and sellers can uh, uh, you know uh, find each other and get in touch and uh, execute a deal so that is at the core the uh at the very core the concept now uh it has been customized to you know the uh specific needs of a uh of a farmer so there are many platforms where you know their buyers and sellers sellers meet but uh, in this case this is something that caters specifically to farmers so we have our on our ground your platform what we call uh, you know uh, mandi traders and uh, large manufacturers and we have on our on one end uh, farmers and uh, it made sense for us because we already had a you know large user base of farmers and uh, it was therefore uh, you know an obvious or a spontaneous choice to you know provide them this uh, ability to do Price discovery and uh, better price discovery within within the uh, areas where they might where it would be feasible for them to transport and sell their produce, and also to be able to see what is the trend uh, around the pricing of the product that they are they want to sell in the market in other geographies. So, which gives them a sense of uh, what you know what is going on in uh, in the entire large. Uh, entire country as well as in their localized area. When I talk about from the from the uh, agri uh, aggregators or the Monday traders side, I think the the, the their core issue is basically um, to be able to aggregate demand and buy chunks of large quantities of commodities. So that that's what their main role is to aggregate produce. And uh, for them, the uh, generally in this in this side of the supply chain, what happens is that there is a peak demand for for a commodity so when a when a harvesting season comes so the aggregator should aggregate as much as he can in that short period of time and then passes on to bigger players in the supply chain so from their side this platform gives them an access to lots and lots of farmers who they can reach out to and can aggregate the produce so it increases their ability to aggregate and from the farmer side it provides a, a platform to do the right price discovery uh, within the geography or even outside so that's that's what it's all about and uh, as we move forward what we are trying to also do is that you know beyond just price discovery we would try to capture the data of the actual trades executed and then would we'll try to build a mechanism for of rating a particular farmer or a particular trader that you know how how well he this guys uh, operate uh, in terms of payment timing uh reliability whether if he has mentioned that you know if that this is the quality of the produce then how many number of times has this guy been able to deliver that that quality so this there there the the information asymmetry in, in this side is Basically, when you whenever you are talking to some guy on the phone, there is always a, an element of an uncertainty, you know, that whether will that guy, what he's saying or, you know, committing, will he be able to come good on those commitments? So that uncertainty is something that eventually we want to Remove from the ecosystem, we want to identify the right players and so that the trade facilitation between the right players in the in the ecosystem uh, gets uh, uh, streamlined to a large extent.
1: Uh, just to uh, uh, add to that, I would say that uh, I think uh, what Ramophone like is well positioned in doing all these things today because of the fact that as soon as the farmer like comes on our platform, we really like get to know what he is sowing on day one. We also know that what is his sowing date and total like area on which he has sown that. That gives a very good forecast or like future that every crop has some kind of a duration. So it could be if it's a soybean early uh, short duration, it would be a 90 day crop. If it is like a medium duration, it might be a 100-day uh, crop. Uh, and if it's a long duration, it would be 120-day crop. So we uh, are uniquely positioned that we have this supply data, which is very much localized. So in one district, if I have 30% of farmers' data, now in certain places, we are placed very well to forecast this when this output would actually like come out in market, when it would be ready to harvest. So now this problem of matching the demand and supply is something which everybody like faces and it's a huge problem now i think this is the step in that direction you have a linked platform which has this information and then on the other side uh, uh the demand side we have also brought the other parties to the same like platform who are looking for those produce so even while the farmer is 50% in his like cropping journey we know that his crop of this quantity will be ready by this time so we start pushing it to uh, out to buyers uh, that availability of this goods in this quality on quantity is there so then there is a traceability also which is built in the entire platform who the farmer is when his like where his geo like uh, location is of his plot what all has gone in that crop and then finally, who uh, uh, when it is available for sale and on the other side, this information becomes relevant to people so who are on the buyer's side. I think with that like philosophy, uh, we have gone ahead and we are Trying to basically make it very seamless experience for the farmer and the trader as well, which are part of the community and they basically like help each other in serving each other's like purpose. And in the entire, our job probably in this entire scheme of things is to remove the uncertainties and remove the risk like uh, uh, for each side of the cycle. On the output side, I would like to say that this marketplace concept is in its building stage where right now we are focusing on creating more listings on the platform and uh, doing the matchmaking. The second phase primarily would be bringing the other ecosystem players, which is basically the logistics guys or the trade finance like guys on the same like platform and being able to uh, verify a trader and a trade is something that we are building right now on the product i think in next six to twelve months period of time these are things that would also like come on the same like platform
0: that is Tawseef Khan and Nishant Mathre of that's it for today's tech briefing i Hari and thank you for listening